Welcome to another episode of Ed's Up, sponsored by the Southern Early Childhood Association. Ed's Up is a podcast all about children and those that care for them. Hosted by Dr. Melody Musgrove and Dr. Kathy Grace with the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi. We're so happy today to bring one of the most talented and creative women that I have come across in quite some time. And through our connections with the National Association for the Education of Young Children and the mutual colleague, it has really been a gift that I have come across and I've had an opportunity to work with Jenny Yen. So, Jenny, we're so glad that you're with us today. And Jenny is the Associate Professor in the Child and Adolescent Studies Department at California State University at Fulton, California. So, Jenny, how are you, and are you well, I hope? Uh, hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, could you tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up as an associate professor uh, out in California, and uh, just a little bit of your background as to how you became interested in young children? Sure. Uh, so that's a really good question. So I immigrated from Taiwan in 1991. I was supposed just to come here, get my master's degree, go back. I majored in business, but I really didn't like it. But as an Asian, good daughter, I listened to my parents, right, because they paid the tuition. But when I came to the United States, first semester, I volunteered at University of Missouri Lab School, Blue Door. That's the place I would call home. I fell in love with the young kids, the American kids, so cute, adorable. I actually learned English from them. So I decided to change my major and without telling my father. But when in 1998, when I graduated from my PhD degree, my parents traveled from Taiwan to the United States to attend the uh, commencement. So I did tell my father, if I listen to you as a good Asian daughter, I'll just finish a master's degree and uh, in business, but I don't like it because I love child development. So I was able to pursue my PhD, got a job, and try to educate people about parenting, how to um, uh, learn child development, etc. So that's kind of my, uh, you know, background. And I taught at Eastern Illinois University for two years and then uh, relocated to uh, California and uh, almost 20 years at Cal State Fullerton now. Well, I was going to ask you how you got from Missouri to California, so you <laughs> answered that, that part of the question. I'd like for you to just explain the background of this beautiful book that you've written and talk to us about this in the sense of how you present it as social stories or, or commentary. And just give us background and how this book has come to be and how it has opened up so many doors and has given us all pause to think about the truly international scope of the COVID-19 virus and uh, just how dedicated you are to getting good information out to young children to try to alleviate some of their fears. Sure. That's a really good question. Um, so my first social story actually started in 2001 when the 9-11 terrorist attack occurred in the United States. I was on my way to school and then my daughter was home with grandparents and they let the TV on for the whole time. And my daughter was in tears, scared. Grandma was so emotional, was in tears, not attended to her needs. Grandpa was watching TV the whole time. So when I arrived home, my daughter, four-year-old at that time, asked me, Mama, what happened? You know, is this big guy going to come to my house? Am I safe? So I was wondering, how can I explain to a four-year-old child about this attack? So I did my first social story. I looked at the data information, chose the 
pictures carefully presented in a way that's age appropriate, cultural appropriate, and developmental appropriate. I share the book with my students, and eventually, you know, people around the United States ask for a copy. So that was my first social story. I know that work because you are not only just trying to reassure safety for young children. That's what they need at this time. And also you are trying to empower them, teach them strategy about how to deal with things. So ever since that, when there's a nature disaster like hurricane um, in Puerto Rico, typhoon in Taiwan, uh, Philippines, and earthquake in China, every time when there's such a uh, nature disaster, I try to create a book, you know, to help the kids got traumatized or impacted in the area. And usually the scope of work is much smaller like this one. I usually will create the book and then I will hire a work with an artist and then print the book and work with people in the impacted area, send the book over. So maybe 2,000 books, between 2,000 to 5,000 books, that's what I usually do. I believe that's my personal contribution when things like this happen. But this time, I think with a lot of amazing people's help, it's beyond my imagination, like the whole world. People are asking for a copy. So in just six weeks, as of today, we have like more than 20K downloads of the book, 16 languages available, and five more to come. And yesterday, Google Child Care Center um, say they promote my book in their newsletters. And with Google's uh, system, if employee volunteer, the company will pay them. So five teachers signed up to translate the book into different languages, and they can also get paid. I thought that's such a nice gesture, you know, for Google, the big tech company to show, you know, to encourage their employees to volunteer. So people around the world, educators, teachers, therapists, wrote me this email when I woke up in the morning. I will get the email from Romania, from Croatia. Teachers, professors, psychologists, therapists say, can I please transfer this book into my home language? And I say, please do so, because knowledge really is for sharing to me. If my book can comfort kids in your country, please help me. You know, I send the book to the kids' hand. I thought that's, you know, very important. We're talking about the book. So instead of it being a mystery to everybody that's listening to us, could you give us the title of the book sure. uh, <laughs> and uh, a website or a way that they could access it? Since currently right now, this is all online. Okay, so the book is called Something Strange Happened in My City. And I believe the title is appropriate for kids around the world. Their life, their world, their city changed upside down overnight. They used to be able to go to school, to go to park, not anymore. Social distancing, what that means. So the title is Something Strange Happened in My City, a story, a social story written just for kids age three to eight, you know, for them to understand the coronavirus. And uh, we have a website. You can actually find the story in three places. Number one is NAEYC. If you go to NAEYC website, go to the COVID-19 resources, and in, in the almost like the bottom, you can see uh, Dr. Suchen Jenian's story. And also the Asian Interest Forum website, we have a, a link, you know, for that as well. We have all the information there. 
And because of the server is really small, when lots of people try to download the book, it's really slow. So we ended up creating a new site. It's called socialstorycenter.com. So socialstorycenter.com. You can find all the resources, the book in 16 languages, animations, ebook, lots of resources are available over there. And the last one, I'm very excited because the JC Global Arts and Creation Center, that's one of Jackie Chan, the movie stars, charity foundation. So they just created a mirror site in China. It's called lutsfocus.org. So the site is called lutsfocus.org. They show all the books that I have, and then they kind of like partner. And I feel like in depth to this company. They did about and beyond, helped me with illustration, animation. They work day and night. They have seven artists just to help me with this project. They create greeting cards to encourage people in different countries. They also create thank you card, which I'm going to make them available uh, this afternoon because next week is teacher appreciation week. So I do want the kid to send a thank you message to their teachers, early childhood teacher workers and doctors, nurses, people they feel like thankful. Well, now you mentioned the book has been turned into an animated video that uh-huh. portrays the book. And you have mentioned also that you're now going to open up the greeting cards or the thank you notes as well. Yes. Those are all able to be downloaded, the cards yes. and the, the book itself, correct? Yes. So everything is free. So in the situation of coronavirus, really, to me, it's the equity issue. We assume a lot of people have internet. That's not true. I know like kids living in rural area, that's, you know, um, a cafe, that's your passion, right? They do not have internet. They do not have the access to the ebook. And then a lot of kids living in the low income area, they don't have access to a lot of things we thought they do, right? So I think it's important that for me to share the resource with people and it's free and the global the company you know feel the same way they feel like this is the time that we show humanity this is the time we share this is time you know we shouldn't think about earn money or to charge people so everything is free and also this afternoon i will um, make something available it's a customized uh, social story that was illustrated by my friend's daughter. And actually, it's very, um, I'm very grateful for Kathy. You know, you were um, a center, you know, pay for the artist's illustration. So the idea really for social story that I want every parent to customize a social story for their own kids. So the kids would have ownership. This is my social story. This is a social social story for Kathy Grace. This is a social story for Jenny Yen. So we uh, putting the, uh, all the picture will be free for download, but then we leave space. Like this is a social story story written for and parents can plug their children's name i live in whatever city so parents can customize a book just for their kids and we are testing out the books in my friend's kids right now but i think this afternoon i will make a whole bunch of information available online and not just gonna happen in the united states you know on my website the site in china Jackie Chan's company site will do the same thing as well, like a mirror site. So we can make all the information, all the materials available to people around the world. 
this is amazing. The gift that you've given to all of the world as far as your talent and, and your creativity. And we are still trying to find some donors who would contribute to having the book actually printed so that we could pass it out through different organizations for those children who are not able to access the Internet. So we're still looking for partners on that right. side. But I don't think you sleep. Uh, you've come up with even a new idea since uh, when we talked a couple of days ago about the personalized story so uh, you have certainly designed a model and it is a very sad time that we're having to acquaint children and even their parents with the emotions and, and how to deal with some of these things but if it ever happens again we've got a model you've certainly developed a model for other people or for yourself if you have to use this same model again for communicating bad things and how to get through them and how not to be afraid so much as what we're seeing now. I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of, I guess, discussion, maybe uh, some confusion as to when children actually begin to go back to a care mm -hmm. education center. Are they going to wear masks? Are the teachers right. going to wear masks? How frightening is that going to be for children? And all of the social things that we've gotten, we, we grew up with as far as hugging and, and holding right. hands and, and playing very close together, how all that is going to have to be thought through. And again, children are going to be children. So I don't know how successful we're going to be <laughs> if we try to measure the apart for a three-year-old group of children. Right, right. But I think the main social emotional effects of this, the impact, we don't have enough information. We don't have enough resources for children, young children. And so I'm just so grateful that you have made this your mission and have uh, apparently with your network, you have just gone way beyond in, in finding people all over the, the world who have the same passion and interest so that their children and their communities and their countries who feel the very same things as children in this country do can have some sense of order about how life is for now and how it may be in the future. So I thank you over and over again for that. Thank you. Again, before we have to say goodbye, could you give us the website and just if you could give us a few of the languages that the book is already translated into so that people who are hearing this, who may have friends in other countries that they want to send this to or maybe they're in communities where there are multiple languages being spoken, uh, would you be able to just give us a few of those, too? So uh, the website is socialstorycenter.com, socialstorycenter.com, or simply just go to NAYC's page, go to the COVID-19 Resource Center, and then you will be able to find a book. And I think at this time, I want parents to reassure children about their safety and I want parents to empower young children. They are powerful. And I also feel like this is an important time for parents to teach their kids about their family and social responsibility. As a human being, if we all do care of ourselves, if we're doing social distancing, if you do whatever we have to do and not spread the virus, I think we are doing the right thing and the kid's going to be the hero. And I think it's an incredibly important time for parents to get to know their kids. I know it's stressful. I know it's very difficult. But perhaps this is the only time you get to know your child. You know the child's temperament. And then you will be surprised by their potential. Could you give us just a few of the languages that the book is already translated into? Yes. So the books are uh, available in Spanish, 
traditional Chinese, simplified Chinese, Vietnamese, Farsi, Arabic, and Croatian, Romanian, and there are、um, French, German are trying to will be available pretty soon. But sixteen available. Go to the website; you will see them all. Again, I think that you have added to the world in ways that you will never probably be able to realize. And so, we're just so appreciative of you sharing your time with us today. And I look forward to visiting with you later on. And hopefully, I'll see you in the next six months so we can、uh, have a hug. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. Today's lit bit is from PoetryFoundation.org, and it's the letter A by Darren Sardelli. The letter A is awesome. It simply is the best. Without an A, you could not get an A plus on a test. You'd never see an acrobat or eat an apple pie. You couldn't be an astronaut or kiss your aunt goodbye. An antelope would not exist. An ape would be unknown. You'd never hear a person say "afraid" or "all alone." The A's in avocado would completely disappear, and certain words would be forgot, like ankle, arm, and ear. Without the A, you couldn't aim an arrow in the air. You wouldn't ask for apricots or almonds at a fair. Aruba and Australia would be missing from a map. You'd never use an ATM, an apron, or an app. The Arctic fox and aardvark would be absent from the zoo, and vowels as you know them would be e, i, o, and u. There wouldn't be an A chord on the instruments you play. Let's appreciate, admire, and applaud the letter A. That's the letter A by Darren Sardelli from PoetryFoundation.org. Give your children the gift of language through poetry. Thank you for joining us today for Eds Up. We're always interested in stories about children and those who care for them. If you'd like to share your story, email us at edsup@olemiss.edu. Until next time, bye bye. Eds Up is a production of the Graduate Center for the Study of Early Learning at the University of Mississippi. The views and opinions of podcast participants are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the university, its employees, or any affiliated entity. 